We too easily become identified with goodness, feel that we are the enlightened ones. We cease to ask questions about what we are doing, how we are doing it, and whether it might be done another way. Not only must we ask questions ourselves, we must create that kind of atmosphere that invites others to question us and to give us feedback on how they perceive and hear and experience us. We all flower in the company of those who confirm and accept us, but sometimes the way to deeper relatedness and increased consciousness is along a more painful path. We each have characteristics and ways of responding that hurt our relationships with others, that make dialogue and community difficult, but we have no deep understanding of these failings. We have been given very little help and practice in the creative giving and receiving of feedback. We have not faced in any decisive way the fact that others have information about us that we do not have about ourselves, and that our blindness might be healed if we have the courage or ego strength to ask for it. Until we have become experienced in the giving and the receiving of constructive criticism, it will remain extraordinarily difficult work. Welcome to People in Place. My name is Mason. The reading today is from the book Called to Community from the author Elizabeth O'Connor, who wrote part of the section called Dialogue. And I've shared with you how meaningful this book has been to me already, so I'm going to skip past that and get right on to talking about speaking from experience. And this concept is one that I would have previously, probably a few years ago, frowned upon in the cliche way that uh, people talk about their truths and their own, uh, yeah, I guess their, their truth and how that has become just ironic and humorous in a way. But I think speaking from experience is different than that. And I hope to express that and elaborate on that now. So a few things that go into speaking from experience is that we need to be aware of the external sources that are influencing our thoughts. So are we consuming media or having conversations or relationships with people and those are influencing our thoughts and therefore influencing our experience? And if there's things that are external and those things are influencing our lives, then we're going to be speaking from potentially a source or an influence that we would otherwise not approve of. And so I think being aware of what's influencing us, what's influencing our thought, what's influencing the way that we imagine the world, and then filtering that and filtering it pretty rigorously. I really appreciate the quote that originally became I became aware of through Chase Jarvis of that we're the average of the five people around us. And I think that's really accurate, at least for myself. And I've seen it at work when I've worked in places where I don't necessarily uh, aspire to be like any of the people or necessarily admire the people that I'm working with. And you can see how they're rubbing off on you. And maybe you're turning more into maybe their work ethic or their perspective on things and and to keep up a wall to those negative influences for a long time. You can only do it for so long and eventually you become degraded and discouraged because you've now adopted many of the same characteristics of the people that you otherwise would not have preferred influencing your life. And so that in itself influences or changes your 
actual life experience, just the way that you're perceiving that and assimilating unknowingly. And so once we are aware of like what's influencing our experiences and are able to maybe filter those things out, we can then have a more analytical perspective on insights into our own experience. So taking a reflective moment, whether that's through writing or speaking or conversations or photos that we're looking back on, uh, these are all ways that we can actually reflect on our own experience and then have insight into that, whether we regard those experiences and that those moments as, as good or useful or educational or helpful or formative. And that's a, a step that requires some time and some space and some intention behind it to create insights on our own experiences. So maybe that's why people think that travel is so valuable because they they go they have an experience but then I think a lot of the times having that insight to reflect back on what you actually experienced is missing and I believe this is where leisure travel comes into play because a lot of people enjoy going on vacations or trips to various places they have this experience but then there's not really a intentional reflection on that it's just kind of a another version of escapism and we can have a lot less expensive and and easier versions of escapism <laughs> at home without having to bring our lack into another place and for other people to see <laughs> and kind of playing on the travel theme and that form of experience this is where stories play a really important role so hearing the stories and the experiences of others allows us to kind of weigh those out and see how others are experiencing and observing the world. One of the really interesting things I've recently discovered is hearing someone tell you a story that you have already heard from someone else. Both have experienced the same thing. But the way they share the story, maybe exaggerating certain parts or underplaying other aspects is fascinating to me. And it really shows you kind of their insight into it because they are sharing this with you in a way that they hope is either impressive or captivating or intriguing. But you might have a deeper insight into the reality or like that what actually happened so like the reality of the of the thing is different from their experience of that thing and i find that intriguing but also uh concerning because we can formulate all of these different notions and add-ons around our stories and our experiences when our view of it becomes very skewed and changed and that plays back into what I mentioned earlier about what's influencing our experiences and our thoughts and it could be the people around us or the media we consume all sorts of things are playing into that our past and our history that that also has a really big influence on it but there needs to be a way that we can be grounded so ground ourselves in reality And then how does our 
experience stack up to reality. And if we find that our experiences are really disconnected from what we're maybe observing or feeling or talking about or using our time with, then we might have to reevaluate things. And one aspect that I found that speaking from experience really helps with is it needs to ground us and it needs to make it so we are speaking humbly because we need to have the acknowledgement that we are speaking from our own observations and are taking all that baggage of those influences and everything into the words and the information we share and the, the life that we, we share with the people around us. And so if we are really looking at that whole picture, looking at all the influences on our own experiences, how else can we speak other than humbly and with humility and realize that our perception of reality is kind of unique and may not always be really accurate. And it might need to shift a little bit at times and different ideas and uh, philosophies and uh, maybe even religion needs to change in order to better fit what is real and then also help us interpret our experiences more clearly. And so just to give an example, if I'm talking about uh, a matter or a specific topic, I am inevitably speaking from my experience. I might reference or source certain people that I have listen to or have gained information from but really I should be speaking of how does my life growing up in rural Alberta influence the way I'm seeing things and maybe I have to come to the realization that that I am seeing things improperly or I'm seeing things differently than someone who maybe grew up in downtown Toronto or in a impoverished country, uh, or maybe somewhere that has a different geography than me. And they're seeing things differently as well. And so because we're speaking from experience, I think there's an errant grounding to one, the place, and then, like I said before, the people and the influences around us. And so we can't speak proudly or (laughs) boastfully about our views of things because a lot of it is merely a repetition or same substance with different packaging or possibly completely delusional because we've been taught something incorrectly or inaccurately or we experience something entirely unique to what the people around us experienced. So this is where I think the the community plays a really big role as well in forming our experiences. So if we are in a healthy community, obviously that's going to bring about goodness and hopefully truth and beauty. Whereas if we're in an unhealthy community, we will probably be um, more likely to experience lies and destruction and hate which are horrendous, but we need to be able to dissect our cultures and our communities to be able to identify those things. And I really appreciate what is said in this this chapter at the end 
or in the reading today, that until we become experienced in giving and receiving of constructive criticism, it will remain extraordinarily difficult work. So I think this is a practice that we can all begin to integrate in terms of our own experiences, sharing our experiences with others, and then also maybe gently or maybe not so gently redirecting others towards what is actually true and what is good and what is then also beautiful. So I hope that you can go and you can relook at your life experience. You can begin speaking from that experience and not from the influences that are around you and possibly inaccurate or untrue in comparison to what you have observed and what you've critically analyzed. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you can share it with someone that might enjoy it. I've been really enjoying recording the podcast lately and been able to return to some of these topics that I've written down and haven't been able to actually record an extensive time of thought on it. So I'll leave you with the final words. Let us go now and be attentive to the people and places around us. May we love them in ways that manifest peace, goodness, and beauty. Thank you for listening to People and Place. Step over the edge too far Open my hands to catch a wall Nothing to hear but my very own cry Far below the rocks and the sky
Returning to my oxygen